1: Oh, excuse me. You guys just caught me mid swallow on my coaching, real estate coaching radio cup of coffee. <laughs> so I'm all caught up now. So we have a really I fun show. I know for sure it's live. Exactly. I thought I timed that perfectly. And I didn't. So uh, we have a pretty cool tactical, practical, uh, get you into action, make you money kind of show that's probably going to be today and tomorrow. And what we're going to be talking specifically about are coming soon strategies. A lot of you guys are taking listings and you're making the mistake of essentially not basically having job number one of double-ending your listing. Maybe some of you guys have had the buyer's agent mindset too long, and you think essentially it's some kind of uh, illegal, unethical something or another to double-end one of your listings, and we're here to tell you it's not. If done correctly, if done ethically, we'll show you certainly how to not just basically make yourself twice the commission, but also how to net the seller a lot of less am um, sorry, net the seller possibly a lot more money, but also net the seller a lot less hassle. So we're going to be focusing on some coming soon strategies on today's and tomorrow's podcast. Um, I'm looking through Julie's notes and a lot of great tactical, practical stuff. A lot of you guys are using um, our training from the daily podcast for your office training and whatnot. Make sure you're taking lots of great notes The points today are organized in a very specific format so that you will know exactly what to do and what order to do them. Before we get to point number one, Julie, I think you have some emails you'd like to read?
0: Yes. Uh, Several different things. One is to just remind them that you were kind enough to post the requested information about Vanguard index funds on our private Facebook page with a great link for them to click on and continue reading and educating themselves on based on last week's podcast about how to actually apply your commissions in real estate. It's not the commission itself. It's what you do with it that will lead to your wealth. So you posted that on Facebook. Also, there's kind of a funny discussion going on about, uh, The agents who are actually walking on streets called Prospect. There were two or three of them that were doing it at the same time in different cities and took some interesting pictures as a reminder of what you are supposed to be doing with your workday. Generating new business is the most important thing. And then, let's see, uh, quite a few really great results from weekend open houses where people have been doing largely what we are going to be speaking about today, the coming soon strategies. Where they 're embracing everything you do on a new listing should lead to more new listings, so lots of great reporting on that and I have a longer email if we have time Tim, otherwise we can save it for tomorrow up to you well
1: you can, well, you can read the email it would probably be a great way since this is Monday, and everybody 's coming off probably very busy weekends and so I think I know what gmail you 're thinking about reading us, so I think it's one shows a high level of gratitude. but before you get to it, let me um, remind everyone because you mentioned the uh, posting. On Facebook, that we did following up on last week's radio shows. I'm looking at it right now, guys. Please go there ASAP. Uh, I wrote it, I posted it. It's specifically uh, essentially breaking down what the individual Vanguard index funds are that we suggest. Remember, Julie and I are not financial advisors, we're not CPAs, but the information I put on the private Facebook page for members only will give you a good idea of how to basically form your specific index fund investing strategy. Remember to listen to all of the podcasts from last week because it's a whole system. It's a financial wealth-building system that we reminded all of you of last week. And so it's not just buying index funds. There's a lot of other pieces and parts that are associated with it to get to your final goal. Make sure you're listening to all those shows. And also a reminder, we are accepting the next 25 orders for PLPs. So, again, this is for coaching members only. Um, If you guys are ready to have us do your PLP for you, the link is on the private Facebook page. Again, these are things only available to members. So, Julie, you have some emails you'd like to read.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Uh the first one is from Loyal Frisbee Knudsen. Hopefully I'm saying your name right. Loyal. The first is the most important part. I love your name, Loyal. And he is in uh, Gainesville, Florida area. So the title of his email was Why It Works to Stamp Down Ego. Now we've always been recommending Ego is the Enemy, uh, Ryan Halliday's book. So if you haven't done that yet, that's our recommended homework from this. But I think Loyal demonstrates this well. He says Hi Tim, you and Julie are invaluable to me. I'm sure others must feel the same. When you talked about why using a mantra of help works so that you can knock on the door, I had a thought, I had to think on it. I think I know about this one. This is something that I have both studied and experienced in the course of becoming a board certified chaplain. When you go to care for a person in the hospital, they don't know you. You must admit to yourself that this isn't your experience. That 70-year-old man in the hospital bed is not your father. Because this is not about you, you have a role to play. You are needed. Your job is to be attentive to that person's unique story and their unique needs. Is this beginning to sound about something that you would say, Tim and Julie? (laughs) Yes, very congruent. So the first thing to do is to focus on that person and to listen to them and what they're saying. And what they're not saying not what you're going to say, not wondering what they're thinking about you. You just listen. Real, actual listening for a few minutes is a tremendous gift. That's the first step. Focus on them because you care. But there's something else that is the hinge pin of all of this life of service that we talk about. It's called agency. You are one person wrapped up in a set of dress clothes with a particular hairstyle reflective of your age and the age in which you live. You look like someone who's working. You look like someone who's trying to make money. But your job today isn't just making money. Your job is to recognize that you can give of your own life even while you make money. You are carrying help around with you. It's heavy in your pockets and it's ready to be given away for free. And you'll feel better And they will feel better. That's because you're an agent of help. Your mission is to help people. There, you have a mission. Now you know what your life is about. You are a person and people need help. You need help. Everyone around you also needs help. Just maybe right now today, you are the one right agent to help in their lives. And he will sell real estate because he is part of their lives. When you see yourself as an agent, everyone wins. And I love how he's defining an agent as an agent of help. Versus just your standard real estate agent. I think he makes a huge point here. It he says, "All of my best, loyal P.S. I've been so busy, I haven't been writing my weekly blog about how it's going in real estate, but I do love it, and I am experiencing a ton of hard work and some successes. It's exciting, and it feels good to be recentered by Julie and Tim, always reminding us that this is about helping people and not using them. So, couldn't resist, but reading that on well, our so uh, I, daily I use podcast his here."
1: Email. Yeah. I used mm-hmm. his email on a couple of my coaching calls last week because I actually I thought, mm-hmm. and Loyal, I know you, you're listening, so I appreciate it, but the comment he made with regards to the fact that he's a chaplain, and when you go to the mm-hmm. hospital and how he was sitting there and, and he was listening to the folks and essentially it wasn't about him, that was his way of understanding Or he probably – obviously he already knew what we meant about not being about you you and making it always about service and your highest and truest purpose in this planet is being of service to others. So he had his own sort of variety of experiences to reinforce that thought. Many of you haven't, maybe outside of your immediate families, you haven't had such, I would say – Acute experiences like what Loyals had with regards to basically really driving that point home, but that really truly is where where our you know our highest and truest purpose is. But it's also where we're going to be the strongest. It's also where we're going to be the most present. So what he was describing when he, if you guys can have the visualization of a chaplain sitting next to somebody in a hospital bed, what they're going through and that the chaplain is is you know essentially present. They are focused on listening to the person's stories, maybe asking questions about what the person had to say. Their intent is not to all of a sudden turn the conversation and have it be about them. And see, that's what, we got, that's what we try to get you guys to understand, that when you're communicating with folks, it doesn't matter if it's just you know, your kids or the neighbor. Try to always ask questions and avoid talking about yourself. Avoid talking about yourself like the plague, like it actually makes you feel a little bit physically <laughs> nauseous to even talk about yourself, and I, here's just a, maybe another way to drive that point home. There are so few people in your life that actually take the time to sincerely care about you and ask about how your day was. Ask about why you're thinking the way you're thinking. Ask about you know what you what your challenges are. Ask about what your successes are. Really, does anybody? Does your spouse? Do your kids? Does your broker? Do your friends? Nobody does. Because we as Westerners, and I think it's kind of a, not just a Western thing, but pretty much everywhere in the world, people have this tendency to just sort of give the surface platitudes to how are you doing and, and you know, how, you know, how are you feeling, and then boom, they want to talk about themselves. Do you notice how quickly you go and move conversations to talk about yourself? When you're talking to somebody, it could be your best friend from high school, and you're talking to that person. Look how uh, much anxiety you have listening to them talk, because all you want to do is talk about yourself. So we can talk about ego. We can talk about a lot of other things. But here's the thing. When you start talking about yourself, you immediately turn the other person off. If you truly want to be of service to people, and by being of service, what's going to happen is you'll attract more people to you, or the people that are already in your life will have more love and respect for you, then you're going to help more people, and you're going to make more money. That is the correlation. That is the relationship. That's really, truly how it works. When you read all these books from history, all the way back from the Just the original, you know, even the Bible, everything. If you go and read everything, that is one of the recurring messages, the ability to listen to what others say and truly help them. Because when you do that, when you give up yourself at that level, when you don't make the conversation about yourself, you rise to a different standard. So I was asking you how many people actually sincerely show interest in what you have to say. If you're lucky, your mom does. Really, and even if you're talking to your mom, she's not going to show that much interest for that long, right? So nobody does. Is the moral of the story? Because most everyone just wants to talk about themselves, their own life situation. If you can stop yourself from following that conversational behavioral pattern, and you become the person that sincerely wants to um, listen to someone's story, wants to have uh, it be there to help, wants to. And remember, when you're help, your help can't just become your opinion or your advice. Help can just be by listening. But, you know, we teach scripts. We teach uh, conversation patterns, which are what scripts truly are. We teach you guys how to listen at a higher level so you can be of service to other people. But when you cross into that realm of someone who's a sincere listener, someone who sincerely cares, you know, again, think back to the people who have been like that in your life. But when you become one of those people, I promise you, you guys are going to be like a black hole. You're going to attract all, all energy to you. Because people will want to be around you because you make them feel important. You make them feel like you care because you will. Even if you're having to fake it a little bit because you're so stuck in the rut of talking about yourself and you're forcing yourself to listen and and just basically listen to other folks and forcing yourself not to talk about yourself so you're feeling like you're faking it initially, that's okay. Fake it. And then when you start seeing that you're going to have people that are interested in, in like, talking with you more often and wanting to be around you and have your company, you're going to find that that is the start of a new behavioral pattern, a new way of living, a new way of existing. Guys, I promise you it's a different level, and it's the thing – like, when you hear people talk about famous people or – it doesn't matter, from history, alive, whatever. They always talk about, you know, so and so walked in the room, and they had that sort of glow. They had that X factor. You guys have always heard that, and you guys have always wanted that. Well, the, that is a combination of things, but one of the biggest things it is. And again, read biographies about people that have been attributed with that specific quality. The sort of you know, the room lights up when they're in it. They always have this, you know, amongst many qualities. One of the biggest ones is is that they are known to be great listeners and. They're they're lo- known to be great, um, you know, not conversationalists necessarily. They're often said, well, they're great conversationalists. Communicators. But the, what they are is they're great listeners. They don't talk about themselves. Great people don't talk about themselves. They ask questions about you. Okay? I think we've planted enough seeds here at that concept. Hey, Julie, I got an interesting email here, and this one came in a few days ago. I mm-hmm. haven't read it yet, neither mm-hmm. did you. And this is as a result of last week's call. And this was straight from a cell phone, so I'm going to read it with typos and everything. Um, Hi, Tim, please share your index uh, fund plan, which I did, Uh, Val Conway, I just did. It's posted on uh, the private Facebook page. I've always been poor, but I have no problem with the rich. I've always wanted to figure out how I could become rich, and I truly believe I can become rich. Um, I don't care what other people will think when I become rich. I know I can do do this, and I'm teaching my grandson that it's a good thing to be rich, and I will show him it's not – it's not to it's not to limit he's thinking to the status quo. You guys know what she meant. it just typos that's okay. No limits. Uh, go for it. I believe Thank you for uh, for you and Julie for the hope and teaching and teaching it good to know there will be other people with an awesome mindset. You guys get the idea. She was typing on her cell phone, which she typed a heck of a lot better than I would have. But you guys get the concept, and we probably received i don 't know fifty emails similar to that one. that one's just the next one that was in my inbox. Um, so, look, guys, go back and listen to last week 's calls. The feedback we had shows the feedback we had from those shows was i don 't think it was really surprising by the way, the show that we sh- uh, shared with you or the series of five shows from last week those are actually the last chapter in the book that we 're going to be releasing hopefully in the next uh, probably three or four months called harris rules it 's sort of like the whole point of you know the the, the The idea is to create financial independence. The idea is to create financial freedom. And the series of shows last week and the whole book, Harris Rules, is all about that. So, Julie, let's talk about these coming soon strategies. Where did you come up with this concept? And let's help these guys start out real quick by positioning this so they can be receptive to the information. Because you know as well as I do that I mean where we're going with this basically is showing agents how to double in their listings. And you know as well as I do that is a very controversial topic amongst certain yes. agents in the industry. Yes.
0: Well and that's that's part of it. It's also using your upcoming listing basically as catnip for lead generation. So yes, ideally you're going to sell it yourself and we'll talk about the benefits to that because there are differing stances on that but mainly as a springboard to create more. So let's start, as we like to, at the top of a new topic, defining it. Well, what is a coming soon strategy? These are the marketing and prospecting items that you implement before a new listing goes into the MLS. Coming soon strategies are deployed primarily in tight markets with little inventory and a low number of days on the market. However, you can use this action plan that we'll be presenting over the next couple of podcasts on any new listing in any market in any conditions. But a couple of secrets to start out with. First, when a market is more balanced, which is 90 to 120 days in the market, what that means is typically you have one buyer for each listing, there's plenty of marketing time, the listing agent typically generates a lot of business from each listing, assuming that they're prospecting and marketing the property. Second secret, each listing should produce a minimum of one additional listing in that neighborhood or a neighboring neighborhood, And a treasure trove of buyers, many with listings to sell before they buy. If your listings are not producing like this, you need to create, polish, and implement your listing plan of action. So start with coming soon strategies as we outline them below. All right. So what is the goal of coming soon strategies? Well, point number one is to create what we call reverse days on the market. For you to garner more business from your listings, make time to work the listing before it actually sells. And Tim, agents that have only lived in a hot market with low days on the market, they probably have no idea what we're talking about right now. You know, If that's been their main career where they think negotiating is choosing an offer and they haven't yet experienced the benefit of really having listing inventory, yeah, you know, over our next couple of podcasts, we're talking about helping agents as well as their sellers. So point number two of your coming soon strategy is to sell the home yourself. There's less hassle for you and your listing client, and there are fewer showings, less prep time for your seller. It's better for everyone with time, stress, and hassle. Point number three of doing this, control your time by not having to hassle with multiple offers, multiple agents, lots of responses, people hunting you down, et cetera. And number four, save time and hassle during the escrow process. You know, Tim, somebody counted one time, when you sell the house yourself – You're typically saving between 100 and 200 phone calls back and forth with another agent trying to wrangle them up for counteroffers and inspections and financing. You are in control of that yourself. Does all this make sense in terms of why we would want to deploy such things as coming soon strategies?
1: Hey, look, I don't mind being a little greedy. Uh, the coming soon strategies that lead to you guys, but double ending your Better listings, basically meaning you can make exactly the listing. Look, guys, I get it. You know, we sold real estate for a long time. We've coached for even laundry and I understand from the buyer's agent's perspective how you guys will get a little gruffy towards agents who are double ending their listings. But you know what? You're not going to be able to. You're never going to stem that tide. And the only way you're going to be able to really truly get in control of your real estate business long term is to focus all your best energies every day on becoming a powerful listing agent. And I know some of you are going to argue, at least in your heads, that there's a shortage of inventory. How can I be a listing agent? What's going to be going on with regards to, you know, if I focus on my best energies every day? And, you know, I don't think there's enough. Look at the, well, all these things you're telling yourself. Well, the reality of it is, is there are literally dozens and dozens of ways that you guys can be chasing listing appointments. There's obviously hundreds, if not seller, thousands of sellers that have to sell their homes in your particular marketplace. You just have to learn how to go after them. And once you've, you know, essentially decided that's what your goal is going to be, you have to learn the skills to get them to list with you. You're going to, There's a direct relationship. The best way to get what you want it's deserve what you want. And a lot of you guys want to be listing agents, but you don't deserve it yet because you haven't learned the skills to get it yet. Next point, Julie.
0: All right, that's it. So what are effective coming soon strategies? Let's start with number one. Make sure you actually have permission from the seller to hold the listing off the MLS for a week to a month prior to entering it into the MLS. Some MLSs actually have specific forms you've got to use, If not, read your listing contract. It says all addendums must be in writing and attached, or some variation of that language. Have your seller sign that they wish to grant you pre-marketing time with the listing going into the MLS on a specific date. Now, there's been a lot of discussion about this because buyer's agents are not particularly fond of coming soon strategies. That's fine with us. We're talking to you all now as a listing agent. So point number one is just make sure you have permission and you know what the coming soon rules are. Point number two, install your coming soon sign either as a sign writer on your normal sign or as a standalone sign with your company name, your name, and simply your 1-800-HOME hotline number with a dedicated extension talking about the home. Make it something that I'm dying to see. Make your recording not too long, but something where I want to be the first one to see it. So again, install your coming soon writer is next with your simple strategies here. Point number three, install your clear weatherproof home brochure box next to or on your coming soon sign and just as an aside stop calling them flyers They're home brochures sellers expect you to put together a nice piece now Tim sometimes people will argue well the house is going to sell itself why am I bothering with all this remember yes you want to sell it yourself yes we know it's probably going to sell right away the point is to create business for yourself as a result of the business you already have in this case a new listing so yes, well, Billy, I know the house is probably going to sell right away. Use a brochure box anyway. Go ahead, I get.
1: Well, you're about guys, when you guys have a real aggressive coming soon strategy, when your for sale sign has a for sale, or has a brochure box. When the brochure box is full, when the brochure box is full of brochures that look nice, when you basically followed our entire process, you are going to attract more sellers to you. It, this is just a really critical thing that you understand. Every one listing you should ta- it, that you will take will generally speaking produce at least three transactions and some markets many, many uh, more. And the way to make that happen is making it so that, for example, every we call it moments of truth. Go back and listen to past podcasts and, and use the search bar at TimAndJulieHarris.com and put in moments of truth. And one of the mo, you know, moments of truth, is, in essence, are basically when people come and contact you, what is their experience? So make sure you're using 100 Home Hotline. Make sure you're I mean, si- silly basic things. Make, you, make sure your sign is hot rotted. Make sure it's clean, it's straight, it's reflective, it's larger, as large as you can get with zoning, all those types of things. And when you do that, you're going to make an impression upon the sellers, the neighbors, and surprise, surprise, they're going to be the first ones to call off that sign, and you're going to then use our scripts and convert them into listings for you. So just keep that stuff in mind. Next point, Julie.
0: That's right. Okay, so next point is, hold, uh, number four, I believe, hold a sneak preview open house for neighbors and friends only prior to entering it in the MLS. Remember, you're looking for listings here. That leads us to point number five, how are you going to get people to show up? Well, remember, sneak preview open house, canvas the neighborhood with your special sneak preview invitations for the neighborhood only, door knock with your invitation in hand, Know all of the stats in the neighborhood so that you can be the neighborhood specialist. This means knowing the average days on the market, the list-to-sell price ratio, current active listings, pendings, and sales. Now, you can write all that down on a little 3x5 card or keep it in your smartphone on a note. You should also know the current mortgage interest rates and special programs and anything that applies to this particular neighborhood. So some of our students, Tim, our premier agents like sharing how they're going about this. They'll either do door hangers. Now, there's door hangers with little boxes on them that they put, you know, candy or pencils or magnets or something in. You can do postcards, flyers, door knocking, door hangers, you know, lots of different iterations of this. But the point is that you are that neighborhood specialist, and again, they probably think the house, you know, might be ready to sell right away. That's not the point. You're the active agent who is working to be of service regardless of the fact that it probably is going to sell quickly. It makes an impression. We have lots of reports on our private Facebook page of results from this type of prospecting, which really, when you think about it, is pretty uh, friendly prospecting, nothing too stressful about this where people have kept that flyer or that door hanger, and two weeks later they call and say, you know what, I just wasn't ready when you knocked on my door last time, but I saw that you sold that, and why don't you come and talk to me about my listing? So absolutely it works. Next point is number six. On your invitations to the sneak preview open house, promote your raffle for a Starbucks gift card, dinner for two at your local restaurant, football tickets, use whatever is appropriate for that neighborhood. They will sign in using a raffle ticket. Those tickets become your lead follow-up. Several people can win your prizes, especially if you keep it to maybe $10 Starbucks gift cards. So Tim, our agents who do the whole raffle ticket fishbowl thing report nearly 100% sign-in because they're giving something in return. So those of you who have struggled with this type of thing, turn it into a raffle. It works great. Okay, anything to add there, Tim, or are
1: we good? Well, I was just thinking about, no, we can get through these last three points. We have time. But I was thinking, like, one of the things is that uh, the sign-in book, all this stuff is really important. Frankly, my mind always goes back to the fact that you and I, this was 25 years ago, but when we first got into real estate, we sold over 100 houses our first year, and people still ask us to this day how we did it. And as you were talking about it, I was remembering all the raffles, all the sign-in books, all the way, you know, we did exactly what we're asking all of you guys to do, and, and guess what? It still works the same. Matter of fact... I would suggest to you that it's actually easier to sell dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of houses per year now than it was back then. Because back then, the Internet wasn't even around yet. The Internet didn't even come out until Julie and I had been in the business for a few years. You know, Truthfully, our URL we off the first year. They started selling URLs. TimandJulieHarris.com is, I think, from 1996. So, guys, the truth is is that this stuff worked really well back then. We're living proof of it, but it will work even better now because you guys can leverage so many cool technology things. But really, the one thing that's true now, and it's always been true, always will be true, is how fast you follow up on the leads. You can get people to fill out tickets for raffles. You can get them to sign signing books, all that stuff. You've got to call them immediately and use our scripts, and you'll, you will discover with a smile on your face that oftentimes the folks that come through your opens right when they're new listings or calling your signs right when they're new listings are the neighbors. That are shopping you for price Next point, Julie Which
0: leads to point number seven Which is follow up immediately on all open house leads Remember many leads that seem like buyer leads Are also listing leads Your script is simple Which home in the neighborhood do you plan on selling You don't have to take three questions to get there They will tell you if they're renting They'll tell you if they're relocating They'll tell you if they already sold But they're also going to tell you Which home in the neighborhood they plan on selling Back to you, Tim And I am off to Premier I'll let you wrap it
1: up Okay, great. So, um, other suggestions we have for you guys is create a, I see, um, shoot a short bomb bomb video. For your new listings and send out to your past client centers of influence lists, you can also post that on Facebook and other places. I know there's some interesting alternatives to Bomb, Bomb but they've been around uh, the longest. We've got a lot of training on uh, TimAndJulieHarris.com, Harris Learning for uh, uh, coaching members on how to use Bomb, Bomb videos. It's a basic, very, I think it's kind of fun, interactive, but a lot of you guys will feel more comfortable doing BonBon Bomb Bomb videos because uh, they are a little bit passive. But the key to making them work is to put some personality in them. You know, have something that when someone sees that video and they're email, they're going to want to click on it so if you're just sitting in front of your computer with your tie on looking like you're about to give the weather report they're probably not going to watch it all right and the last one was is make sure you post that video and you post everything that you're doing with regards to the bomb bomb video and all your other marketing on um all your social networking now you guys know or maybe you don't know and you're about to learn we are not big advocates or believers that social networking is a great source of business because it has proven over the last decade not to be but we definitely are advocates of essentially doing everything in your power as a listing agent to disseminate information about your listing for sale that is your absolute job it's your prerogative you are literally contractually obligated to do everything to bring that seller the highest price and best terms in the least amount of time and if you can leverage social networking to make that happen that's great too again lots of information on harris learning for coaching members about that so we have three or four more points that we'll pick up on tomorrow, and I want to remind all of you guys: if you've not yet downloaded Think and Grow Rich for real estate, not yet downloaded Real Estate Treasure Map, what the heck are you waiting for? Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, um, or you can obviously just, if you're on the website com listening to the show, just fill out that little box that's right there, and you're good to go. If you're on iTunes or you're over on Stitcher. We certainly appreciate the great reviews all of you guys have been giving us. If there's ever anything we can do for you, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. In the meantime, have a fantastic day. Stay focused. Share your successes with other agents. Make sure you maintain the mindset of being of service to others. And go back and listen to last week's podcast. For a lot of you guys, it'll give you the path, the roadmap that you've been searching for. I promise you it's going to give you a lot of clarity with regards to basic wealth accumulation. Maybe remove some of the head junk that some of you guys have about the concept of actually getting rich. And and maybe, frankly, for some of you, it's going to be the thing that you've been looking for so that you can start moving forward with a little bit more conviction, knowing that, indeed, you can be rich. And remember the definition of rich is where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. If you need us for anything, it's tim at com or julie at com. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow.
0: This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows, and until next time,